I am Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey, buddy. Uh, it's Dr. Drew, Dr. Drew After Dark. Happy New Year, everyone. And as a special gift to you all to start out the new year, we're going to give you a clip show, some of our favorite clips, our favorite guests, and our favorite questions. I'm actually really excited about this show. So I appreciate you being here again. Uh, we appreciate the support of the fans. It's been a great year last year. 2020 is going to be even more amazing if I know things around here at your mom's house. Uh, also, do check out drdrew.com. Uh, everything is there. Other podcasts that I do, like Adam and Drew and Dr. Drew Podcast. And uh, drdrew.tv, where we do a, a weekly streaming show. If you want to be part of interacting with me there, you can check it out, drdrew.tv. First up, let's bring the great Tom Segura out. Let's bring the, the brainchild behind the whole Your Mom's House operation. I get Christina in here too, don't you worry. Um, this is where the famous t-shirt came from. Enjoy. Yeah, your wife asked me, speaking of putting another finger in, I mean, her first thing was to go down this brown talk path. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's what, right? Next stop was brown talk, yep. like right off the top. And she yep. was like asking, you know, what the diameter, what the, you know, circumference should be of what goes up the, the, the shitter. Wait, what should, what should go up there? Yeah. Huh. And what do you think? What's the biggest, sort of biggest circumference? I don't, wait, I don't understand the question. You're saying, what is I the... I said the okay sign. What's the diameter? Oh, of the biggest thing. Yeah, well, it's a healthy thing to go up. Uh, anybody's or someone in particular? Uh, the average person, not, you know, Terry or somebody like that. Yeah, so an I experienced mean. experienced person. I would think, I mean, I, I'd, I'd rely on you yeah. uh, as the I, doctor. I to, said the okay sign. I know, but I would think that most people could handle more than that, you know? Could handle it, but may not be healthy. Double anal happens all the time. It does. Right? Yeah. And then there's triple anal for like the real Hall of Famers, yes. like the first ballots. Yes. But I mean, yeah, I you guess OK is a, so, is a so decent choice. My, um, you know, we treated Mary Carey on uh, Celebrity Reading. Did she have a fuck sleeve? No, but she, um, you know, she was a porn star on seven. She's an alcoholic. And she, she uh, they almost, they had this on the original cut. And they, at VH1 took it. She's, she's talking to me and my nurse. She goes, she was crying about how this is hard. You know, she wouldn't choose to do this with yeah. people. And she was like, I wouldn't choose to put three penises my ass and I, we're all like mm, whoa mm, wouldn't you is it hard in those moments like not I'm, not I'm not talking about mary specifically but when you're sitting with someone and they you know maybe you just started treating them and they start saying some wild shit like that do it, you it, it isn't because it's never it's always in the context of pain right right and they're yeah. they're hurting because of it sometimes you wonder how you don't laugh because yeah, the things yeah. they say are, are out of outrageous, yeah, and, out of yeah. control. But in the setting of pain, no, no, no. I saw this lady who had a um, prolapsed anus rectum. It's very common. Very common. Very common. Yeah. In in just in life in general. Well, there's a whole genre of porn, prolapsed porn. Really? You don't know this? No, I didn't know that. Oh my god! I saw that there was a lady who had done um, a number of films, and she had a prolapsed. And they call it the rosebud or something. Yeah, it fell out yeah. like a sleeve. Yes, a sleeve, right? And then she would, um, yeah. she continued to work in the industry, yeah. and it would fall out during her yeah. shoots. Yeah. So my former loveline companion, uh, Mike Cathwood, sends me these horrible videos with that stuff on it all the time. He's wow. fascinated by it. He just, he, he's like, can't get enough because. Why so, do you think he loves it so much? He says it's because he's just so fascinated that somebody would let that happen to themselves. That yeah. Take pictures of it. And it is pretty weird. Yeah. And in my world, I just look at those videos and I think that's a surgery a big a surgery. big surgery yeah a, you don't just like 
you got to go in and repair the whole setup down there. It's a major surgery. So you should, I mean, you shouldn't be doing double you anals. Sh- should not be doing double anal. Should not be prolapsing your anus. Tom. Why don't you put that message out there more? I'm doing it now. That's why we're doing this show. How about your first shirt? You shouldn't be doing double anal. And then signed Dr. Drew. I think, I'm not sure it should be that or you shouldn't be prolapsing your anus. That's a good one too. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Don't prolapse your anus. Yeah. Oh my God. What's happening to me? What happened to my life? <laughs> Are you sure this is going to be okay? It's going to be great. <clears throat> See? Well, also, as I promised, the real brains via this, Christina P., she was on the very first episode of Dr. Drew After Dark, and uh, she introduced me to cool Uncle Terry and his uh, sex toy, uh, what should we call it, Uh, his tutorial. (laughs) Check it out. Uh, And this is segment two where we look at the crazy clips from your mom's house, so let's get right to it. Hi there, guys. It's Pete again. And I'm here to do a little video. I wanted to use this butt vibrating toy that I bought, this new one. And I thought I'd try that in. And then I also wanted to try this double-ended um, fuck sleeve that has these, like, massive bullets in them. Bullets? <laughs> like just, vibrating bullets yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. He and a buddy. Why did you call it? During the break, uh, Christina, you called him Terry. Right. That's the name that we've given him. I don't feel he's born a Pete. He looks more like a Terry. He if you does look, look at like him. a Terry. Yeah, or a, he's or not a Pete. Yeah, Jim comes to mind too. Or sure. Something. Yeah, but sure. not Pete. <laughs> but first, I'm going to try and get this in my butt and then um, turn it on. And it's even got this cool little um, remote control. And let's just see what happens, okay? Oh, what do you think? It's got a nice texture to it. I think it'll be easy to go in. Uh. It's got a nice built in cap frame, which I thought was kind of cool. Do I have to hear that? <laughs> right. Ah! Right. Right. Oh my god. What wait, what part do you like the best? The sound. <laughs> of the the whatever that was, I don't yeah. did not need to hear that. I know. I feel the same way. No, you oh. don't. You put and brought no. me here to Look hear at his it. face. Watch his face. But don't look away. Kind of a good look at it. Uh. <laughs> so it may take me a minute. He's got to look for the other way. <laughs> What's he doing? He's Get putting in. stuff in his butt. I haven't had I anything in my butt since my last uh, butt toy video. Uh. Uh. Here's what my... Here's, stop this. Stop this. My, my, my fascination with this guy is he yeah. believes he's doing a community service. Thank you. This is like... Thank like, you. Oh, here I am trying out this new Porsche 911, everybody. Right. It's like, oh, and today I'm putting a butt plug in too. I was like, right. These are just, I'm just a product analyst. Right. He's like, well, I'm just making a chicken cutlet now, today. On one, <laughs> like, no on, biggie. On one hand, I'm like, good on you for right. sexual practices and taking care of yourself and stuff. But I'm so freaking creeped out. I almost want to, I can't stand well, it. Well, thank I you for saying that because. Because Tom liked it. Loves this guy. Oh my God. This oh. is Tom's new BFF. Okay, just so we know. Cancel Tom as a guest. I can't handle it. I cannot handle it. I can't handle it. Well, can we talk about Terry in terms of what you just said? What is going on here? Is it a healthy sexuality? No, I believe that he is a serious loner. Like if he's going to have sex at all, it's going to be with a prostitute. Wow. And what I'm trying to figure out is gay or straight. I can't figure that out. I'm not sure. No. I, cause I, because I think he's all over the place. It's one of those guys. In pansexual, if you're whatever. Se- yeah, every mm-hmm, sexual, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I think the only people that he's having sex with is prostitutes. That's my better strip club or something. No, what? And what, so, so to me, I get sad when I see guys like this because I think so this is I, like yeah. his only way of like relating, and this is his way of having connection with people. And ew, ew sorry, so accurate. Yeah. Now, how many things can you put in your butt medically? Like, what's the limit to things you should be putting in your butt? I just, I cannot be, it's not like the vagina. It's not as no, stretchy. No, it's not meant for that. The vagina is meant for a baby's head. Yes. It oh, is yeah. designed for that. You've Don't been I know. Through that. <laughs> and it goes back to normal again, pretty, yeah, more or less, pretty enough, much, sure. pretty much. I mean, okay. compared to if you did that to an anus. Correct. Where things would tear, the muscles would tear. So, I mean... It's designed for stool, and even those, you know, there's a little limit to how much that should, the diameter that should be. Let's say about the okay sign. Is this I is think, the right amount for I your think browns? The okay, the okay sign is the limit. I mean, you didn't the, say the, the the girth. You're saying for a brown. I think should be... the okay sign about it. I think <laughs> I think the okay sign. <laughs> I think the okay sign. So if it's any larger than the okay. What is brown talk? I have not been in. We're here in it right now. (laughs) We're doing it right now. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So, so you're saying that anything going into your bum bum should probably be. Either way. I think what comes in and goes out should be about the same thing. (laughs) I don't think there should be a difference necessarily. I think the okay sign is about, and, and you can. You can test the limits of the human experience. I know many do. Oh, yeah. But uh, just understand, I think the okay sign is okay. about where it is. Okay. And nobody accused me of making any kind of racial whatever. But as soon as you, you... What do you mean? Oh, you don't know that the people make accusations every time somebody has an okay sign? No. Or a three points shot? You're, you're a racial supremacist or something? Jesus, no. I'm not even... I, I'm not even. Not even. <laughs> the only thing I know the, politically anymore about myself is I'm not a racist. Yeah. And I have no idea what else I am yet. I'm lost in yeah. politics, but I know I'm not a racist. I know no, that. No, no, so, I didn't think you were. But I'm not racially perfect. I have to watch myself all the time. You know really? what I mean? Really? We feel... What I think all of us do. I think your biases? All, I think all of us have to, like... If, if there, there check are, your privilege, Doctor Drew. Checking my privilege. I, there, there, I've been studying the history of the Civil War, both the lead-up and the aftermath lately, and it's helped me with some of my blind spots. Really? Yeah, I think I, we all have blind spots, and we owe it to our countrymen and our peers uh, that have not been treated properly uh, that we do that we study that it's very accurate yeah. uh, I however I'm so self-obsessed I don't <laughs> well you're comedian <laughs> so I'm not going to be able to have this conversation with anybody <laughs> anymore there's other people yeah I know what, what is that about comedians about? that they, they're all like that well I think because we're so messed up I, I'm just trying to get through the day and take care of my kids well, you know we'll, get, we'll get this yeah, yeah, let's yeah, go sure, more, sure, more sure, videos sure. are we done with Terry I think enough I Terry know. Uh, I mean we have more if you want you, Terry I want to see somebody else bring Terry back for Tom alright all right. we'll find out Tom's uh, well, it's, it's, Tom's Tom, look, it's Tom's favorite video so the finale is for Tom oh no no please do actually I'm sorry but please bring the last bit of this clip just pull it up and let him yeah I do want to see what he's talking about I'm going to try out the sleeve now and like I said I'm really kind of disappointed that this won't be vibrating too but I think with this thing going off in my butt disappointed um, it's going to be okay and this has some really weird knobbies on the inside there ew Oops. It looks like a monster from like Alien or something. Yeah. This movie. Yeah. The mouth of Alien. Open in one end. Oh Jesus! Whoa! You, you, Whoa. Ow! Ow! Huh. It's pretty tight. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. Oh yeah. Damn it! Oh fuck it! Oh fuck! Fuck! Uh, fuck! 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 Ah! Oh. That's the worst part. Oh. <sighs> He likes, it. It. he likes it or doesn't like it? He likes it. 
damn it. So I think that's what you call a ruined orgasm because I didn't want to come and it felt really good and that thing buzzing my butt just sent me off and I wasn't expecting it. So I want to try this again with you the ruined his orgasm. I ruined uh, my soul. I know. I know. Thank you for I know. that. And how Why Tom... did I have to see that? At <laughs> least I have with Tom knowing that it's some special moment for him, that he loves it. It, it would be meaningful. You're just torturing me with I that. I know. Here, here are some reactions for you to analyze. Okay. There's no end to how many <laughs> cool guys are out there. All right. I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they no. do. Hi there, cool guys. Shit. It's Pete again. And I'm here to do a little video. <laughs> no. I wanted to use this butt vibrating toy that I bought, this new one. And I, I got thought it. I'd try yeah, it again. I got it. I've yeah. seen it. I wanted to try this Enough. double ended. Damn it, Blue Band. He, look, he's stroking his hog no, as he's talking. It's Christina's so reaction. annoying. Is Christina's reaction there? Oh, there we go. Here we are. No. They didn't send any batteries. What's his so hand doing? I don't want it. Uh, Stop the damn video. I cannot. Thank you. You were tortured by your husband. You tortured me. How does that work? Is that the way this works? And he's getting the last laugh. I'm gonna vomit. I'm gonna vomit. Always. I'm gonna vomit too. I know, I know, I know. But I wanted to ask you about the ruined orgasm. So he does that happen he, in real he, life? Men, men like to, you know, delay as much as they can, okay. and then uh, you know, do it on their own terms. So it's just thing. a premature. He's just saying. just not. It, it got away from him. <laughs> <laughs> the orgasm that got away. Oh, poor Terry. Oh my God. Boo hoodle hoodle. What is next? See again. Now a little later in the season, episode twenty-one, the great Jamie, Jamie Kennedy came in and. Uh, you know, I had to introduce him to the one and only Robert Paul Champagne. Jamie Kennedy, RPC. Jamie, this this is a gentleman that uh, I was exposed to on your mom's house. And he actually, should we, I'll, I'll introduce him first, then I'll show you his uh, personal Instagram message to me. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, what we got, uh, we could show you the original clip that we, you know, that we all fell in love with, and then some new stuff that you've never seen before. I've never seen? Yeah, and you, uh, we would love your diagnosis. Oh, my God. Yeah. Same guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. All right, here we go. So this is the introduction to Robert. Black guys would love to fuck and fuck good. If you're a hot black guy and you want to fuck me at twenty three ninety five, if you want to move in, you can move in, but you got to fuck me. I need, I need to be fucked a lot, man. Get rid free food, free rent, and everything else, man. Here's the deal, man. Men from jail, homeless, or um, you're a thug, you want to come move in. A friend can move with you too, man. Free rent, you get a lease and a key. Fuck me. Piss on me. Beat me. Home me now. You see me, you want to come over today and try it out? Try it out, man. If you're in my building, try it out. If you want to fuck a piss on me, try it out. Seriously, applied only as fuck, man. I'm looking for hardcore guys. I mean it. I want to do it. And I want to deliver it. I'm a hot fuck by trash. Come dump this fuck. So that's the original video. So there's t-shirts now that I want you to wear. It says try it out. Now that you've been indoctrinated to Robert. And, um, no, you got to help him. Okay, I, that's what my impression was, too. I was, no, it, it, it starts it, funny, and then it goes. goes. That's how I felt. I felt sad, no, right? No, there's, there's, he's yeah. a poor guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could get fucked, Robert. You can, but he's like, piss on me, well, shit my eyeballs. <laughs> so... Here Clearly he is. Robert, he... Here he is on an Instagram that I've not seen yet. Right. right? So, so Drew. So this is the new stuff. Uh, ever since like we refound his his profile, he's just been going wild on Instagram Live. And so uh, this is us capturing one of his latest broadcasts. We review this on YMH. By the time this episode drops, and I like the way the opening Drew. little volley on this is. If you look at the scroll, can you say Bert is fat? Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh. 
What is that? Bart is fat. Oh. Okay, Bart is fat. Okay. Okay. Okay, so, um, I said, if I was in the slave days, man, and then that's what niggas tie me up. Put tits on a clam. Put for tits, man. Yeah, smacking my fucking ass, sneezing me. He's got fat fatty. Picking that cotton. Yeah, whipping my fucking ass. Yeah. Milk at me. Oh, fucking A, man. That'd be fucking hot, man. Being a fucking slave to hot nigga dick, man. Being used. Yep. So, Drew, are you catching <laughs> that he wants to go back to the times of the slaves so that they could piss on him and beat him? Is that how that works? I don't even know if we're allowed to have this conversation. <laughs> Either. I'm dead serious. I, I, I'm I, dead serious. Like, let's, yeah, let's, let's move not. On. Let's like, move on. Like, delete. We need, like, a cosign. This yeah, is... yeah. I, I'm with Jamie on this this, uh, this isn't the craziest stuff yet, though. I think Drew wants to see it. Because uh, that's definitely... But wait, how do we go from, tell me why you got in the comedy, to piss on me, shit my face? <laughs> Dude, give me a, a trigger warning. It's just, it's Jesus just, it's what you call a transition, H? Jamie. I told you. Fuck me. I'm looking for people to fuck me. <laughs> throw up in my asshole. Piss in my eyes, blind me with urine. Fuck my <laughs> take a taco shell, <laughs> crumple it, shove it up my ass. Give me fucking so great. <laughs> this poor guy, dude. Help him. This is not fucking funny. I know, dude. We understand. We this is gone beyond fetish uh. now. We got, dude. Take him down the cedars. He's not local. You need. I don't think. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm home now. This is where it's like, it's sad. But now there's an example of what, this is where Jamie knows. Now that's where Jamie and Drew argument, that's damaged. Yes, yes. He's a damaged guy. Yes, but, but clearly. Well, I think you need to. But a girl walk, walking down the street, it's been Rhino, doesn't, might just have cash flow problems. It could be. So let us know if this part specifically oh, is what's the most they're, they're, damaged. They really want us to watch Guys, this. I don't, I don't know what's coming. Guys, I don't want to get in trouble. Here. It's 20. Yep. What? What is that? Oh, what do you right. think's in that cup? Oh, my God. Oh, oh don't do it. Don't you do it. Don't. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. Yep. Ow. Don't worry, we blurred it. <sighs> no! No! Why? No! Why? No! Why? You didn't blur that? Oh my god. He's just drinking apple juice, man. Oh. Oh. I'm going to get fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Oh, oh, don't do it. Don't. Oh, oh, Jesus God. That's a double dose of that's a double dose of PP. Dude. So Jamie, I feel bonded doing? to you having gotten through this together. <laughs> really seriously. This is like traumatic. Bro. Yeah. Bro this is, is right. make anyone on celebrity rehab look kind of well adjusted. Oh. Yeah. So all right. But we cannot judge. No, no. Whatever he's into, he's entitled. However, it, it made me sad at first because he seemed so desperate and alone and sad and was yes. asking to be abused. Yeah, he wanted to be abused. That's that. He now, to drink pee. Yeah. Not my thing, but. Whew. But I do feel like just, I see the damage. I feel bad. Yes. Although I don't he know has how. a response to me saying he was damaged. Oh, let's see it. He oh, responds. God, I'm scared. No, I'm no, scared. this is not a scary part. But no, he, let, me, uh, let me pull that up. He has an opinion. About me saying that uh, maybe there's something say, up. And you're going to say, he's going to say, I got a fat friend. It's not going to come. <laughs> no, I think it's something about the taco that you were talking about. <laughs> no, 
Um, he's. I don't he, even get this. It was so on this Easter. is a guy that loves you. This is a fan this of the a, podcast. This what is, is a guy? This? How did how did you, who, he, how was he found originally? Um, someone sent in his profile, uh, and then it was just so crazy that we played it once. And Tom thought he was a cool guy. Oh, I mean, this is the pioneer of the cool guys club. Right. I, I mean, you can tell that, right? Cool, cool okay. guy. Yeah, and so and this uh, this message specifically for Drew is Easter themed. This, he was on Easter, and somebody told him that I was talking about him. Right. Oh, so. Right. Dr. Drew, uh, what was Dr. Drew saying about me? Um, yeah, probably negative. Well, I couldn't get it by Dr. Drew. Because Dr. Drew to me is a fucking moron. I was never molested again. I'm not unhappy. I'm not too. I got a brain, okay? Very intelligent. Very, very intelligent. I don't think Dr. Drew compared to my brain. Only Dr. Drew compared to the goddamn fucking chicken head. That's a Colonel Sanders. He reminds me of Colonel Sanders of the virus. Dude, hey, Dr. Drew, you hear that? You remind me of a, a Colonel Sanders with a virus. Go, <coughs> please, Dr. Drew, talk about yourself. Wait, wait. See, he has no problems. He's a happy adjusted. <laughs> the greatest revelation is out of that you're a Colonel Sanders without the beard. He's not totally wrong. Without the beard and with a virus, though. <laughs> a throat virus of some type. <laughs> so he's pretty astute. He's got, we got a nail. Hold on. Let's go back. Hey, I need to play. I need to put on a fake beard and be, dude, be the new Colonel Sanders. Dude, you That's should. That's what I should do. You should. Dude. Did you do it, one of them? No. I wish. Yeah. I wish. Yeah. Dude. Wait, wait a minute. There's so much going on. Hold on. I, see, I got PTSD. Hold on. This dude. That, here's what I love about the guy. First of all, there's no, there's no stereotype about him. Right. He's they like, they hey, threw them all the way. He's like, piss on me, shit in my eye. And he's got, he's not, you know, there's nothing effeminate about him. You know what I mean? He, so did he, he have a Southern accent a little bit? Like, that, I, and then he got a little there. He's like, yeah. Dr. Drew, you don't know me. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, look, I mean, I don't know. I will say though that there's a deeper conversation. <laughs> he might have something happen to him that he doesn't know because he's blacked it out. Could be, which I uh, may not be anything to, we can do about that. You hit me up to that too. My, yes, maybe he's had somebody call, slap him on the ass, tell me he had a fat fanny. Yeah, um, but he's living his life. Uh, yeah, la vida loco. Yeah, he's doing he's, what he wants. He's living his life. I mean, he's. But there's got to be. There has to be, what is it when, on a serious note, I know, I'm, I'm trying to make it serious, when people want to be abused. Yeah. I kind of know, I know what it is, I kind of know what you're going to say, but I want to hear from you. It's a whole spectrum, right? Some people, okay. some people it's nothing, mm -hmm. and some people it's a traumatic reenactment okay. of some sort of something. You know. And it's... Somewhere in from there, on the Kinsey scale, it's there. Yeah, it okay. can go either way. Right. And and, um, and I would never. I don't know. Certainly not judging or objecting to people doing even whatever this guy's into. But he might re-traumatize himself. He might get himself in some bad situations. You know what I mean? Things. Can, oh yeah. Happen. So and he seems so desperate and sad that when I first saw him. Honestly, I'm going to tell you something right now. And yeah. You're going to not agree with it. He yeah. didn't seem that sad. Not the not he the not the like later he's stuff. He's having a good time. Yeah, not a, the later he stuff. He had a nice cold glass no, no. of piss. Yeah, <laughs> drank that. I'm not followed sure. Followed up with another Jamie, ice cold glass of hey, piss. Jamie, I'm not sure it was cold. 
All right. Uh, whatever. I'm just saying. He was. No, you saw him. You saw him re- refill that. Yeah, he refilled it. It's he warm. refilled it. Nice he's, warm glass. He sat naked. He seemed like he didn't have any restrictions. He had the bunny ears on, so he's festive. I don't think he was having a terrible day. I mean, remember when you guys said you want me to come back on YMH and uh, talk about doing this show and whether I still think it was a good idea? I'm reconsidering the whole thing. Nah. Come on. Nah, man. you love it, Drew. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> And then in episode three, early in the season, uh, we got heavy and deep fast with the great Bobby Lee. And uh, boy, Bobby told me some uh, hair-raising stories about his using days. And uh, let's just take a look back at Bobby and his talk about sobriety and comedy. You are a party, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so, so how, did, how did you find sobriety? Well, what happened was um, I was just obviously missing a lot of school. I mm-hmm. stole like 15 grand from my parents' save. Mm-hmm. And I bought a bunch of drugs and stuff, and I ran away from home. Okay, well, that's an opiate move. So you're taking some painkillers? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, that's, wow, very... I know I know this disease yeah, yeah, yeah. inside and out. Inside and out. Yeah. And I um, had already been... The, the last time I went to rehab, I already been to two places. Mm-hmm. And this third time, I came home, and my parents, I thought were... I ran away from home, but I came home to get a change of clothing, and my parents' cars were in the driveways, but I knew how to get in the house. Mm-hmm. And then when I got in the house, my mom was on my bed crying. Mm. And I, I punched her a bunch of times. Like, it was really fucked up. Were you, were you just out of your head? That was out of my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, I was on a me- meth bed. I was say, it sounds like meth. Yeah, 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 meth yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, then my mom forced me into her car to drive me to school for some fucking reason. Whoa. Right? And I jumped out of the car oh. while it was driving. Oh. And then I ran down this field. And my mom had this red Mustang, and she was like driving you know, on the field. Yeah, driving on the field to find, find. It was really a disaster. And I fell on um, a, like, a, like a pothole, a hole. I fell on the ground, and then something happened to me, dude. I had a spiritual awakening. Right in that, in that pothole. In, in, I had what they say, they say a moment of clarity. Yeah. And yeah. how, did it, how did that speak to you? What were the kinds of thoughts you were having at that moment? The only thing, it wasn't a thought though. It was more of a, um, a feeling of warmth and a feeling of hope that I've never had before in my life before that. That, that, I, that, that for some reason, everything was going to be okay, right? But I knew that I had to get sober. Oftentimes, in the kind of situation you're describing, people will have a of, the initial thought would be this is not supposed to be my life what the fuck yeah was it that yeah it was that and it was also um i ha- would have little thoughts like when i i used to like you know there's a friend of mine i used to go to his house and we smoked pot in high school mm-hmm. and one day i was smoking pot with him and we had missed school and he looked at me and goes you know did we're gonna be doing this for the rest of our lives is he still i don't know i, I lost contact with him from and high school like, but right. i looked at him and it struck me in the heart. Yeah. Like, oh no. Well, interesting. Usually those moments of clarity follow some sort of novel interpersonal experience. Usually it's with a new kind of person, usually a sober person. Mm. This is the first time I've heard of a drug addict getting through to another drug addict. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, pretty yeah. Good. Because uh, he he's kind of scared me. Like, I, yeah. this that this is not what I want. And maybe he was having his moment of clarity right then and there. That could have <laughs> that could have been the case yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I went to um, my, then my mom picked me up. Well, now you're treatable. At that moment, you're treatable. Right. And yeah. I went to this place called the McDonald's yeah. Center in La Jolla. And, but here's another second thing that happened that was um, a God shot. Mm. Not, you know, when I say God, I don't mean it's it. Something, you know, I, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what. For the average person, 
we that's a shorthand for something a magical was happening in my life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was open to it too. Yeah, yeah. And I so I had um, a bad day at treatment, and I Meaning? I I did. I did what does that mean? I just was. I woke up. You know. You know. When you first have that spiritual awakening, you have you're on a pink cloud, yeah. right? So the like ne- the negativity came in, right? And then one day I was in treatment, yeah. and the alcoholism and the negativity yeah, and all yeah, the yeah. brain stuff started yeah. kicking so, in. So again, for people that may not know how that works, the the in this disease of addiction, you you see negativity everywhere. You blame everything. It's your brain's way of trying to get you to go use. Sure, right, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, and I also was trying to like get out of the place. Well, that's like, yeah, and, that, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Right, right, right. Because because the feeling, whenever the, the feeling is for opiates, you were coming off opiates. More, but at that point, no, I was. I had already gone through that detox. Okay, because because like, opiate withdrawal, the the part no one ever talks about is there's a sense of desperation. Desperation is yeah. part. Of, that's the most uncomfortable part of the withdrawal. And in response to that desperation, addicts think I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. But if you're not coming off opiates, the I get to get out of here is your brain going, use, 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 use. Yeah. yeah. And I, I did an outburst. I said, you know, I, hey, to the counselor and some kids, I, I go, there are no Koreans. Oh, that's why I need to get out of here. Racist. Right. No, you you're know, racist. I, I, that was my point of yeah, view. Yeah, yeah, oh, perfect. There are no Koreans in Sobride or any of the meetings I go to, right? <laughs> we aren't supposed to be here. Uh, whatever. I did that fucking thing. <laughs> Right, I love it, and they, and they were little. They were a little, you know, taken aback yeah. about my little explosion. Yeah, but something happened the next day. Mm-hmm. I got a knock on the door, and one of the counselor goes, um, "There's someone in the lobby to see you." I go, "Who is it?" They go, "Just come out in the lobby and meet him." And I came out in the lobby, and there stood before me a Korean man. Oh, with wa- long white hair uh. down to his like shoulders. A sensei. Right, he had tattoos to his wrist. Nice, and he stood there. He looked like a character from Mortal Kombat. Yes, yes. And he stood there like this, right? Did he and speak to you in Korean? No, he didn't know Korean. <laughs> Do you know Korean? A little bit. Okay. He was adopted when he was eleven, huh. and he did maybe a little Korean, but he never talked, spoke to me. I just Korean. think it'd be much cooler if he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And he looked at me and he goes, "I Dan." I go, "You're Dan." He goes, "I your sponsor." Oh. And so they went and got a, a temporary a pro- sponsor for you. Oh, but this dude had a lot of time. Yeah. Oh, this, no, they know what they're doing. Listen. This dude was hardcore, bro. I'm telling you, that's a good program you were in. It was, yeah, yeah. And, and then And, and then so then what happened, I got out, right? And I would say shit like, because I was kicked out of school for so, for so, so many times that the school, my high school was like, you're not going to graduate with everybody. And Dan goes, you are. I go, how? You're going to do zero period. You're going to do lunch period. You're going to do night school. You're going to do a school on Sunday mm-hmm. to catch up. Plus, he had me do like nine meetings a week. Wow. Plus, I had to go to school. And you did it. I did it all. The, okay. Do that, the, that speaks to your moment of clarity. Because if somebody hasn't had that and you try to get them to do that, no way. Right. No way. I was willing to do anything right. it took well, that's to when, stay alive. That's right. And that's what people say when they're really ready. They go, I'll do anything. You go, okay, ready? You're, anything? Yeah. Oh, here we go. But that, and, that, but that. can I just say this, is that yeah. I know this about myself. I can't take a lot of spiritual pain. I can take emotional pain. I can take physical pain for, for years. But when it comes to my soul, mm. right, I have a window of two years of using. And then I can hit bottom again. There's just something about... It's, you're depleted. I'm depleted. You've depleted your... Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get desperate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, um, 
because of Dan and because of that regiment that he had me on, you know, immediately I would go to like, you know, he would go with his sponsor and stuff. We would go to like spiritual retreats as a junior in high school to go to like a monastery wow. and learn about meditation, learn about silence. You know what I mean? Learn about like living Man, in the moment. You're so lucky. Dude, you're learning life skills back then. Like I learned the power now, like Eckhart Tolle shit mm -hmm. back when I was a junior in high school. Like this is the kind of shit that I was educated to. So I was so lucky in that way. But I have to say that I was willing. Yeah. You yeah. have to be willing. Uh, it's sort of more than willing. Yeah. Willing to do whatever it whatever takes. Whatever it takes. Yeah. So good for you, man. So then so this is what happened. So then I when, when I, I graduated from high school, like with everyone else, mm. he, he did it for me, right? Yeah. And then I um, immersed myself in um, recovery. So I stayed at home and I did a living amends to my parents. Wow. So I would work at their store for free. Oof. I was there, like I would, you know. Did they I, have any idea what was going on? They, they, did, they, they did. They were like because they took the classes as well. Okay. Some, you know, and um, they did the best they could as yeah. Korean parents. And, and I did your um, dad get sober? No, no, yeah. He didn't, but um, that's his journey. That's his journey, yeah. and you know, I, I don't know, man. It, to me, it was like a cultural thing or something, but he didn't. But he did. He didn't become violent, right? He stopped hitting my mom and mm. people in the house. But um, that was something that just didn't happen for him. Good. You know, he's well, still he, alive, but yeah. But he, he changed in a very positive way. And that, that's what usually happens when somebody makes a big shift. The, everyone's got to come along in some yeah. fashion. But here's the thing. Here's how I think. So I went to this recovery, McDonald's, which was in La Jolla. So check this out. When I, I lived at home for a couple of years, but when I did move out, I moved to La Jolla because that's where all the kids I went to rehab with. Yeah, yeah. That's where Your all the meetings, meetings were. were yeah, yeah. Right? And I would, I would sure. go outside of La Jolla sure. as well. Sure. But then now, check this out. By being in La Jolla, I got jobs in La Jolla, which is like working at a coffee shop right next to the comedy store. And, and, and did, did you... Did you immediately think, I wonder if I could do that? No. Or just by working that you started by hearing working, about it? No, just I was working at this coffee shop. Yeah. I was living next, you know, working next to the comedy store. And when that coffee shop closed, they had a help wanted sign there. Oh my gosh. So I went next door to get a job and the manager gave me a job there as a bar back. Then by being me, they being there, right? I was able to watch open mic nights. This is in 1994. Wow. Right? Yep. I in it. I, I thought to myself, you should try. Did you fall in love with it anyway, or just sort of? No, but I was at a I was at a, um, a meeting, and I spoke at a men's meeting, North Park Men's. And after the meeting, I I crushed, like it was I it crushed was like at a, the comedy show. No, no, at the meeting. At the meeting, okay, yeah. right at the meeting, yeah. I crushed it. Yeah, I wasn't even meaning to be funny. Yeah. It just people were like dying laughing. Yeah. And then afterwards, a man that I never saw before or after, older man came up to me and goes, you should do comedy. And I go, why? He's like, there's something about you that's really just in, like intrinsically funny. And he was a ghost, right? He he like, and I, <laughs> I, honestly, I never saw him before wow. or after, wow. right? So then when like six months later, when the comedy store closed... I mean, I mean, the coffee shop closed and the comedy store got me a job. I got a job there. You were thinking. I already, it was already now a seed was uh, planted. And then so in my mind, and I know I, I, people probably don't believe in stuff like this, but in my mind, it's all a part of this like 
the Bobby Lee plan. And then we thought we'd share with you episode number eight, where the one and only Andy Dick showed up and started actually doing a cameo while we were recording this show. And of course, it's not just Andy, the one and only Andy Dick, it's Andy and his slide whistle. Take a look. Did you drive in from Palm Springs for this? No, I haven't uh, made the official move. I moved all my stuff out there, but I haven't slept over in my apartment yet. It's time to do that. Uh, no, probably tomorrow. Hey, can we do a cameo before we go? All right, let's do a cameo. Okay. Oh, there's your daughter right there on the, on yeah, the uh, screensaver. Can you, well, you can't see it now, but she's laughing her ass off because she posted a picture of me and her, and she, it's just a 77. She told everyone that I, it was my birthday. It was your my 77th birthday. birthday. And then I was 77, <laughs> and people believed it. They're like, oh my God, he looks good for 77. Let, let it ride. I'm 53. I'm like, fuck you. I was really mad, but then I was, I was so funny. It is funny. <laughs> 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 and kids believe it. We just look old to them. That's right. <laughs> just after, after a certain age, it's just old. I know. 77, everyone believes. 53, it. 77, what the hell's the difference? It's horrible. Yeah. Okay, here, watch this. There's three of them, but we're only going to okay. do one. What's going oh. on there? Oh, you didn't upload that one. Oh, I didn't. Uh oh, here we go. Well, how do you keep track of all these? Now we have to wait. That one didn't go through, I don't think. We'll just do another one. Here we go. Okay. This is to Jordan. No. It's that, it's that, it's yeah, to it Cody. Is. No, it's no, it's uh yeah. It's for Cody Veal, who just had a baby boy. And will you congratulate him and give him some advice? That we uh, can both okay. do that. Okay. Okay. So Here we I'm go. gonna just go. I just go I dive right in. Uh hi Cody. This is from your friend Jordan Pardew. I'm Andy Dick. This is Dr. Drew. You're getting a double boom, boom, whammy. Congratulations on the baby. <laughs> he, he likes to get right to it. Let's do it. Congratulations. And we do have some advice for you. But first, let me do the celebratory. How, Congratulations. How did, how did it sound when the baby came out? Oh, it like this. There you go. It's about what it sounds like when a baby's born. Popped right out. Uh, congratulations again. Life will be different from now on. Do not plan on sleeping very much. I'm just doing background music. Okay. Don't uh, get, get lots of help. Do not hold back. Uh, this is true. This is advice for everybody. Generally, if you're having a kid uh, early on, get people from the gene pool to help you out. More help, the better. It'll save everything. help yeah it's better when you live near your uh, in-laws yes uh, yes live near your in-laws and let them do it don't be afraid to we wouldn't let people babysit and, and look let's not leave the wife out of this the mom congratulations to her too yeah you did all the goddamn work and it's a little baby boy bye cody bye cody deal see how that works yeah very just good. like that I dive right. <laughs> there we are this has been strange andy <laughs> And then Seth Green, old friend, very kindly came in here and we got into it. We mixed it up a little bit on the homeless crisis here in Southern California particularly, but it's now, it's gotten way worse since he and I had this conversation on episode 20. I saw, I saw your spot on news the other day on the danger LA is facing and thought you needed more time to explain the seriousness. Will you give just a little more time on the After Dark show? It's about homelessness? Yeah. Yeah, man, it's gotten crazy. It's out of control. It is. It's. It's. It is. Uh, I've been. I've been doing a lot of work with homeless organizations in LA for a long time, and it's never been never been like, like this. this. We, I, my my armchair philosophy is that the there there was such a boom over the last uh, a boon over the last 
20 years of new developments, but all of those developments are in consideration of- This isn't high, a housing problem. High income- This things. isn't a housing problem. It's not? No, no, what is that, the, that's a hoax. That's a hoax being perpetrated by the government here locally. That they they just, need to stop. That there isn't a bit, because it seems of like- Of course we have housing expense issues, but we, we just absorbed a million illegal uh, undocumented immigrants without a home, without a country, without a job, without a penny. We absorbed them. They found a place to live. Hmm. It's a hoax. So it's a mental health crisis and addiction crisis, full on. So it is, it's Prop 47, Prop 57. So people came out of the prisons and people that had mental illness that shouldn't have been in prison in the first place, frankly, yeah. ended up on the streets. And then because we made drugs legal, essentially, in California, all my people are here. <laughs> my patients came by the tens of thousands. Wow. And so the, the drug users are here now because they don't, get, they don't get hassled. And if you're a drug addict and you know it's warm and you don't get hassled, and by the way, you can, you can steal and not even get hit for a misdemeanor, mm -hmm. you can steal $950 a day and not be hit for anything. Just get a ticket. How do you consider, what is stealing $950? That sounds the, so specific. That, it's, the, it's new Prop 4757 laws, which is they took all these felonies and they made them misdemeanors, including stealing up to nearly $1,000 a day. Ah, I see. So if you have a habit of $1,000 a week, you're fine. You just steal a couple things or stand out in front of the freeway and I've been good. seeing just tent cities it's everywhere. Up, it's, it's out of control. It's everywhere. It's, but here's my concern. Uh, I, I feel horrible for these people on the streets and I am, I can't, I can't abide by it. And I, the fact that the government's continuing to hoax us about it being a housing problem. Yes, we have a housing problem. It's a separate issue. We have a mental health crisis in this, in this city. And what concerns me is the, the people go, why, why are you so concerned now? There's one word, rats. We have been, have you seen what's happened with the rats? We have like 12 million rats in Los Angeles now. Huh. And the last time we had more than 2 million, plague broke out. Plague is endemic in the area. So we have typhus, right? And so I knew typhus would break out. It broke out last summer. It's coming this summer. Make sure you control your, your pets, fleas. Sort of a downer to get into this, but let me, yeah, let me finish it. it. Uh, plague, if 2% of the rat population harbors plague, humans will get plague. Wow. And that's all we need for And with the millions of rats we have here, it's, it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. Uh, hopefully it won't be bad, but typhus is going to be bad. If measles gets into this population, this is a, this is a not medically well, not properly immunized group. Measles will rip through. Tuberculosis is breaking out like crazy. Non-tuberculous AFB is breaking out. It's, and we had typhoid fever two weeks ago. I mean, it's, it's profound what could happen here. And we've had a thousand die so far this year. How many, how many have to die before? I mean, they're tarps. You see the tarps around? There's yeah. homeless people dead. When, when's the city going to drop their hoax and start really, really helping people? It's, it's unconscionable. What do we do? Well, uh, there's a couple things. Uh, I just found out today the fire chief has the opportunity to bring up something called a, I wrote it down, it's like a hazard, uh, like a imminent hazard, like a, like a catastrophe plan. He can do that. I'm trying to get behind the qualified immunity of the politicians so we can go after them for reckless negligence, which they are. They're recklessly negligent. And what does that mean? They are engaged in behavior and, and clinging to policies that are directly harming human beings, causing death directly. <laughs> and I, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I, I, I'm, I'm sick of it. I, I wake up every day freaked out about it. So, And I, as a physician that's practiced in so many decades in this area, I kind of know how infectious disease work here. Yeah. I see what's coming. I literally feel like I'm a... Uh, like I'm on a railroad track and then this bridge is out. And I'm like, the bridge is out, the bridge is out. And I'm getting the finger from the conductor. Uh. That's what I feel like. And uh, so I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait about a month. And if this thing ramps up, I'm going to, I'm going to slowly put pressure on the fire chief to see if he could, would be willing to cause an, you know, call it an emergency. Yeah. Uh, if, if enough of this, if enough people die, 
I mean, how many have to die? Think about that. Jesus. Uh, and by the way, the other thing we can do is, is expand Lantern and Petrus. You know, we have this act that back in the 60s, when people needed treatment, they got treatment. It was called need for care. And right. That's it. They got care. Well, that, that resulted in some excesses, right? Psychiatry was doing lobotomies and thorazine and things. They, no, that's not going to happen anymore. But because of those excesses, we decided that need for care is no longer a criteria. Mm -hmm. You must be imminent harm to self or other. There's a giant distance there. Yeah. We could fill in with other things like difficulty meeting your medical needs, difficulty meeting your nutritional needs. You know, if you have areas where we can, if you had dementia and these things were happening to you and people didn't help you, you'd be inhuman. Hmm. But because psychiatric illnesses cause the same symptoms, oh, you can't touch that. It's weird, right? Yeah. It's, it's really, it's a mess. Well, th that's, this has always been an area of interest in mine, especially because when, when I first came to California, it seemed like there were so many homeless people. And uh, back when they were developing um, the geodesic dome cities, I yes. got really involved with that yes. project. Is um, that a, a a Ted, Ted Hayes? Uh, yeah. Yes, Ted Hayes. So, I, I still, I'm talking to Ted regularly. We're trying to figure something out. Well, because it, it has always been, or at, le at least until I believed the, 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 the housing hoax, I have always understood that it's as simple as people having some kind of medical or, or mental concern, them not being able to pay for their medicine, them not being able to stay employed and them not being able to uh, get, keep their house. And then once you're on the street, it's nearly impossible to recover. So part of what I got involved in with the most was the transitional housing and the, um, uh, the, the job training. There, there are people that need that for sure. Yeah. Those aren't the ones that are going to die on the street. Yeah. Those are the people that are in trouble. They're transient. They're using sources. They're, well, the, and those, there's a lot of those people. The reason they need help. And there's, there's a lot of help out there for them. Yeah. All, all I'm saying is yeah. that, no, you've got an ally. If okay. there's any way that I can help. Well, I, this I'm, is such a, it's a, a, the a real part, close they, to home issue for They me. keep pointing at that population. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yes, that population needs our help, but we are helping them. The piece that's emergent are the people that are talking to themselves, shooting up heroin, shooting up meth, yeah. and, and languishing on the streets. You see them. Yeah. They, they're not going back to work and they're not going to be able to pay rent. No, it's, that's it's not going to happen. And ever. the average person standing on the side of the freeway with a sign is still physically caring for themselves somehow, you know? Like the average person, they seem like they've got a... You, you don't see people truly run down and degraded the way that... There's no food problem. Yeah. Food isn't the problem because the rats are... That's why we have the rat problem because the food is all cast out onto the street and stuff. <laughs> really, it, it's, it's not complicated. It's actually simple. Expand Lantern and Petrus, expand conservatorship... And let's let's start helping get get these people treated, and let's get them back to living. Where's that start? Is it at the mayoral level? Is the the, the, the mayor has the to the, the mayor has level? to start talking about it as what it is, which is a mental health crisis and an addiction crisis. And we have to we're going to have to we're probably going to have to enforce drug laws because you have to motivate drug addicts to get better. And how else are you going to motivate them? <laughs> uh, and so uh, that that you know I I mean I, all I know is they're going to die if we don't. They're yeah. going to die. It's, it's a, these are not static disorders. They're progressive disorders. Yeah. And they're going to die. And so I, I can't live with that. I can't live in a city where people just allow people to die on the streets. Yeah, it's pretty horrific. It's unbelievable. I'm glad you're doing the piece you're doing because that, there are people that need those services like crazy. But at There's the same time, if you want to offline this with me, I'd love yeah, to we'll, talk to you about right, ways we'll that we can about, all right, we'll do, it. do something. Uh, sorry, guys in the back. You're, I hear you're not laughing at this one, so it's, it's all right. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, this a, is great. That was... It, was a, it, was a, it was an email. It was a legitimate email. Um, but I, I'm overcome thinking about this all the time. And yeah. it's, of course, they're all my people I know how to take care of. I've to take care of these populations for years and years and years. And I, <laughs> and I see it, and I see what's happening, and I know what it is. And to have, it's insulting to have our government officials insist it's a housing problem. <laughs> There's a housing problem. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. 
and there's massive need for what you you've been working on the transitional housing and the yeah. job play. fantastic but people are doing that that part is that part we're, we're getting that part this part of the really seriously ill that don't want help yeah and refuse help and refuse housing and are at risk for infect or getting infectious diseases and growing by well, the thousands and, and all the time and progressing that's the part they go well if they want to live in the street you're committing them to death that's okay with you not okay with you and then finally i wanted to share with you on episode 30 my favorite reaction to my favorite clip we had uh bert and his lovely wife leanne in here and uh <laughs> just take a look two bears two oh bears one cave, cave. don't trust them oh my god <laughs> yeah it was insane. two yeah. bears one cave two bears one cave <laughs> <laughs> Speaking yeah. of a cave, um, <laughs> the producers would like to share this video with you from your mom's house. Um, your buddy exposed me to this. I showed Jen Kirkman, she almost vomited. What is that? That's a cesspool. What? Yes, oh yes. This is somebody's fetish. Oh my, oh my God. And he found some hair in there. I'm gonna throw up. Look, he found some hair. There he is. Is he eating it? Oh, hold on. It gets better. I'm not watching this. Come on, Bert. I don't know what's wrong with Tom. Look at this hair he found. Oh, where is it? What, forget. Oh, there it is. What big clumps. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. Oh, oh, no. oh my God. Oh, I'm not even watching it. I'm not even watching it. That's awful. <laughs> My eyes are closed. <laughs> oh my god. Stop it, turn it Oh, off. he put hair on his hand. Stop the fuck oh my hair. god. <laughs> oh my god, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. Stop it, I gotta get it. Oh no. That's fucking disgusting. I wasn't even looking at it. Stop. What is wrong with Tom and Christina? I don't know what's wrong what, with him. What is wrong with them? They're Why doesn't anyone, doesn't anyone notice Tom's behavior? Isn't this yeah. alarming to anybody? Yes, I'm with you. What the fuck is wrong with him? Well, they've always been a little obsessed with making brown. I know. I know this. No, I get it. Oh and, my and, God, uh, that was awful. Uh, I can't believe you guys. How can you have a child and, and that enjoy that? That's this episode is brought to you by Extra. <laughs> hey guys, you ever go into a cesspool in a fucking dominatrix mask <laughs> and look for hair? And then want to show it to your friends and go, uh, hey, what do you guys do this weekend? Uh, and your friends so start throwing up, well, give them a piece of extra. <laughs> oh, my God. That was bad. So oh what God. is wrong with our friends? I have no fucking idea. I have no fucking idea. Right? I can't. The stuff that Tom finds interesting, I just go like. Oh. I tried to figure out. I I got. I'm going to throw up here. Like it's coming it's like right awful, to here. Right? It's like, Me too. It's just hovering. It, it, like one. I, they, last time I was on with them, I need some extra too. Can I have some? Definitely. Uh, Will it help with this? Tonight? I am. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh. I'm gonna. That's gonna. I may have PTSD from that. Ugh. I think oh, I'm gonna be oh. getting flashbacks. What oh. is the gum gonna do? Is it gonna help? Yeah. I Tom can't eat the gum. Tom likes watching mm-hmm. things that you can't forget about. But oh, he. I won't soon forget that. That was disgusting. But he has glee in it. He finds glee. He showed me. He's shown me stuff that I that I I think about twice a day. Yeah. And I just go. Ugh. He showed when I first came on the podcast. They showed me people that were being killed. What? And thought it was funny. 
Now let's get back to the show. Okay, now we want to share with you some of our favorite voicemail questions from last year. And this is an all-star lineup. Kelsey Cook, Ryan Sickler, Andrew Santino, Duncan Trussell, Taylor Tomlinson, Pete Holmes, Chris Hardwick, Mark Norman. I mean, these, well, it was a privilege to work with all these people this year. But here are some of the favorite moments with them and my favorite voice messages. Stretching your dong. Uh, loving the show so far. Keep up the good work. I you mean question. like stretching it before a workout or Let's, like we'll uh, after see. a run? We'll see. Okay. Uh, I had a question about natural penis enlargement. I'm 28 years old. Would you hear about that big uh, billionaire that died on the table uh, getting no. his penis enlarged? No. Yeah, that happened recently. What? In, in Europe. I don't remember. I just saw it as a headline that seemed they were to trying to were they trying to were they putting like a stack of gold coins in it? Typically they do the <laughs> they do this thing where they they cut the they break the suspensory ligament uh, so it, and they pull it forward. You actually have to wear weights on your penis. A lot for of dong trauma afterwards. in this episode. A, a lot and, of dong trauma. And they pull down the skin of the penis and then 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 they then they carve they sew in cadaver tissue and then they pull up the skin again. So you get length and girth. That's oh my god! So there's like dead dead person penis in my your penis, penis is fairly average size, roughly five and a half inches. I've seen videos and done research about penis enlargement that doesn't have anything to do with consuming pills. What I found is that a series of somewhat gentle stretches over a series of several months that penis growth growth can happen over time. It consists of grabbing the base of your flaccid penis with one hand. This is called. This has a name. I forget what it's called. Someone's gonna look look at a penis growth grabbing and pulling. Uh, pressure and running up to the tip for about seven seconds at a time, repeating it about 20 times. It's not called taffying? No, no it, it's essentially pull, it's essentially turning your penis into a piece of taffy. That's exactly, it should be called taffying. Thank you, Chris. If Hardwick. I put cadaver tissue into my penis, is it going to want to eat brains all the time? Here's the thing. <laughs> brains. Are you going to, are you going to have, well, I'm telling you, don't me have me, are you going to do another walking dead thing coming We're up? We're going to do a walking dog. Okay, well, don't, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Don't don't have me on that. <laughs> Who knows where it will go? Uh, let's see. Exercise, penis size stretching. What's it? What does it say? The name it is. It, it's got a name. It's called a. It's got a name like felching or something. It's got a crazy name like that. Uh, I think there's a consumption element in felching. If my grade school. No, I know it's urban not dictionary. It's not yeah. Pe- No, 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 no. Well, no, 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 no. Peyronie's disease is the curvature. You do not Jelking. treat Peyronie's Jelking. That's what it's called. Jelking. Jelking? See, I told you like yeah, Fletch Josh Felching. Potter, the expert just told us Thank that. you. Jelking. Uh, that, that sounds like something in like a Dr. Scholl product. None of this stuff really works. I mean, maybe you get a quarter inch or something, but think about it. The, what you want to enlarge are the cavernous bodies that are inside the penis, not the soft tissue around the cavernous bodies. And those things can't really be enlarged. You know, you know what I mean? Maybe a little stretch on them. That's about it. You, see, your penis has these... These these two spongy. Someone's going to freeze frame that and Photoshop the shit out of what I'm you were do just doing. Way. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, spongy device. <laughs> You're just here. giving them ammo, Drew. <laughs> I, they, trust me, they use. No, you it, were Chris. just making a face, and they I, put, put a I, picture. I, I, but if you you know if you dub, double fisting in front of your mouth, what do you uh, think's going to happen? Uh, here it goes. Do not double anal. Um, but where was I? So yes. these things don't enlarge really. Uh, the the cavernous bodies and. Um, you can maybe stretch them a little bit, but but you're not really going to, and it's not going to really do. And the anything. surgery is dangerous, like a dying well, guy I mean, died. Yeah, the the there there are people doing. I, did you see the documentary about uh, John Wayne? Uh, no, the guy that got his penis cut off by his wife. It's, it's oh, a, John Bobbitt, John yeah, Johnny Bobbitt. No, I didn't see the it's documentary. Really good documentary about the wife and really what she's doing now. It's called Lorena, I think, Lorena Bobbitt. Uh-huh. And um, he, I didn't realize, had a penis enlargement years after his penis got reattached. Oh, and that got botched. 
And that doctor who said he did 1,500 of them or something lost his license. <gasps> so, God, that guy I, just had a rough go with somebody, his... Uh, some, we, we did a show on Discovery Health years ago, and I scrubbed in on one of those enlargement procedures just to see what he was doing. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 learn to use what you got. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't sound... It doesn't sound awesome. It is not awesome. Not awesome. Hey, Mommy Drew. It's Christian. Mommy? So a little while ago, I had <laughs> surgery on my asshole um, mm. because after church camp, it began to hurt. And it turns out I had a uh, hemorrhoid, hemorrhoid yep. and a fistula. Ooh. Uh, I ended up having multiple surgeries on it. They uh -oh. put a seton in it. And about eh, four months ago, the seton just kind of fucking popped in my ass while I was uh, eating Christmas dinner. Uh -oh. I don't know what to do about this. I've asked my doctor, and uh, I, I never got a reply from him. Wait, what? what, um, what? I've consulted other doctors and haven't gotten replies from him either. I like that he's cracking his own shit up, just asking us a question. Uh, I didn't quite what popped in his ass? His seton. Seton? I don't know. A seton popped in his ass. <laughs> Maybe he means the hemorrhoid? I don't know. It's some kind of, it could be anything. It sounds like a, honestly, it sounds like some kind of alien technology. Maybe that's it. It's like some something that you, like you would find in a pyramid. It's like it, the Sphinx would be filled with cetons. The, the Sphinx's sphincter ceton. <laughs> the asshole of the Sphinx is also filled with pop cetons. Oh my god! So um, hemorrhoids common, right? And the fistula is a little different. Did he say fissure or fistula? He Fist said fistula. Fistulas. Fistulas are associated with things like Crohn's disease. It's fistula is like a like a little comes out of the lining like the wall of the colon or rectum yes. tunnels out to the surface mm. and things like uh, uh, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease yes. are the things that cause that so I'd be very very worried about that um, I think that's what he's talking about like maybe maybe it was an abscess or something that, that burst I, I don't know what a seton is so. um, but absolutely uh, you know get back you need to see a colorectal surgeon is what you need to do I'm so I'm certain it's took care of that fistula and the uh, and the hemorrhoids, but these are no bueno, and I'm worried you have some other inflammatory bowel disease, so let's look into this. Hey, Dr. Drew. Uh, my name is Nicole. I'm calling in from Connecticut, and really one percent, hoping one percent. you can help me resolve this debate okay. on the mystery of squirting. Uh -oh. uh, my husband, myself, and some of our friends have had about a month-long discussion about it, Oh God! and we still it's really can't fine. come to a conclusion. Throw yourself is in a ravine is the conclusion. Real thing, first of all, is it urine? Is it actual cum? Is it a combination of the both? Can it be learned, or are you naturally born with this amazing ability? We okay. have to know. Please answer our question. Thank okay. See, this, how boring is Connecticut? I think this woman that you're talking about this for a month. This is a this is a cool. Give it a Google. She's a cool gal married to a cool guy. Get the fuck out of my fucking face with this fucking question. Well, I'm going to answer it. May I? I'm going to answer it. Go ahead. Squirting's a real thing, but clearly you can learn it because girls in porn are definitely putting something in there and contracting and shooting Well, that's urine. Out. That's urine. That's they urine. Do porn. Yeah. And, and it's urine? Always? I thought they could well, porn, use a baster and just put anything in there. All right. So now, you're, yeah, you right. So urine. Uh, You'll is, notice that this conversation is going to take less than a month. There's something called female orgasmic incontinence, right? And that's urine. Some people mistake that for squirting. Some people feel like it's squirting. We're, we don't. We do not judge. Uh huh. Uh, actual 
female ejaculate is usually a thicker material. It's usually something that just some people do and not everybody does. And it's just one of those God-given traits. And there are people out there that claim you can sort of train somebody through stimulating certain tissue, uh, the, the floor of the vagina or the roof of the vagina. I, I'm not so convinced of it. Urologists have looked at it. They look at it mostly as urine, but there are clearly people that have something else going on. And and women that uh, I, I've over the years interviewed who do have this magical trait, uh, they will often say sometimes it's it's separate from orgasmic function even. It's oh, really? In line with it, yeah, so... So there you go. That's our answer. Do we have any more? Of yeah, it's, a, it's a rumor started I, I by knew we'd get Pete the rubber uh, sheet upset. company. We'd get Pete upset before it's I all It just over. bothered me that people spent more than one night talking about that. A month, 30 days. Cool dude. How boring is life? Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, day 20. They think you're boring. Could it be Pete? Talking about all that spiritual gobbledygook. That's true. I'm, in, I'm into soul squirting. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> Dr. Drew. Kevin from Boston. Hi, Kevin. Big fan of the podcast. Big question on my mind. Sometimes Uh during sex, not masturbation, after I come, my muscles in my hands and my lips tighten up and stiffen where my resting hands are fingers together pointed out stiff and my lips are like puckered. It'll die out after like five, ten minutes. I asked my doctor. He had no idea. Um, Okay. That kind of thing. So he comes and he's going... Yeah. <laughs> like Woody. Uh, ooh, oh, 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 goodness. Looks more, looks a little more Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it good for you? So, oh, you're still asleep. So, um, two things. Yeah. Uh, one is hyperventilation. Uh, so, you might be what you're breathing. And you don't have to hyperventilate much to get cramps in the muscles in the hand. Isn't it crazy that even just breathing techniques, like you talk about operatic singers or Broadway yeah. stars, but even for. Uh, love making like you normal dude having sex you need to have some sort of a pattern and rhythm going breath control yeah Yeah, breath control because because if you breathe one more time per minute than you need you're really unloading a lot of co2 yeah and it can lead to things like numbness and tingling around your hands cramps your your mouth and cramps your hands also sometimes some people are prone to muscle spasm that's just them which is certain certain People are very athletic often are that way. And just cramping the muscle precipitates yeah. a, a sustained cramp. So also try to relax. Try also, to relax. what positions are uh, are they dabbling in that maybe could be causing some of this muscle strain? You know, maybe just go back to the basic missionary doggy. Are, are, we, are we looking at the liabilities of anal sex again here? Is that what you're <laughs> I mean, dude, it sounds like uh, it sounds like we might be. <laughs> Here's one for you, Ryan. Uh, it's called Good Morning, Julia. My problem is after my husband and I have sex, he falls asleep immediately, even if he's just woken up. However, I get energy. I feel like I just did a a bump and I stay awake for hours. You can imagine how frustrating and hard this is. Uh, Is there a reason why we have different physical responses to sex or a way to change it? She goes up, he goes to sleep. I mean, isn't that pretty much biological, isn't it? That is biological. I mean, that is not, normal. I don't, I don't, that's 100% that is, normal. It is, it is 100% <laughs> normal. Women get a, a noradrenergic surge. Men get a serotonergic surge. So men get stimulant. Men get sleep and hungry. That's the other thing, yeah, sleep oh, and hungry. I, get, I do. Yeah, okay. Uh, that is normal and, to get and, hungry and like women, that. Uh, that's why some guys like to have sex at night before they go to bed. Women, like, that's disruptive Nighttime. to their sleep. They can't go to sleep. Well, I'll have sex with so, you. I'll bring a mini tramp. Huh? They can exercise. Well, oh, I see yeah, a trampoline. Just, yeah, oh, just nice. get working out. Okay. Uh, I've had a weird phenomenon lately. Uh, I randomly get super nauseous so much that I'll run to the bathroom to puke. But then it turns just out that I just have to sneeze and it goes away. 
It's called Puke Sneezes is the title to this. This has happened several times. I actually threw up once from it. I have pretty much constant allergies. I live in Oklahoma. I'm not pregnant, but could it be hormonal? I'm using an IUD. Could it be related? No, I don't think this is hormonal. I don't think. It is weird. She feels like she wants to vomit and then she sneezes. Okay. So, so one, one, it's kind of right. I don't like the show. First of all, so, sneezes feel fantastic. So they do. the fact that you get that nauseous, watery mouth, like well, shit, but the payoff is a sneeze, I'll trade that any fucking oh, day. All right. As opposed to throwing up. Yeah, power so, vomiting. So sneezing happens when the vessels dilate in the in the what's called the Kieselbox plexus. In the, in the oh, yeah, the Kieselbox plexus. Yeah, and, yeah. and that can happen from like sexual arousal. It can also happen from nausea and near vomiting, right? You get a di- And then the sneezing, I don't know why the sneezing would relieve, relieve the nausea. So there's I'm, no vomit. It's not sneeze vomit. I'm more concerned why she's nauseous periodically. I guess that could be the IUD. I mean, people do get weird, weird. If it's a progesterone impregnated IUD, people do get weird side effects from that. But uh, I definitely would talk to a doctor about the nausea. The, the sneezing kind of makes sense to me. So let's get a voice message. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Hey, Dr. Drew. My dick, <laughs> when I'm erect, hugs my stomach like it curves all the way up and like hugs my stomach like there's not just like a random curve like it, it literally starts the base and it's just like is close to my stomach and i've noticed in like porn that looks like like regular dicks are just like hard and straight out like a missile it, it, is my dick fucked up did i jerk off too much or no, something no 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 and like pull it too close to me no or am I normal and there's a lot of people with curved dicks? I, it, it's not even the curve. Because curve, you worry across the sweep of the penis. This is the suspensory ligament has him pulled up tight. But also, who who jerks off this way towards I, I know, them? I That's know. A, that would be a weird way to always do. I yes. jerk off to... Yeah, but he loved his penis so much you want to bring it close. Yeah, he, he hugged yeah, it. Yeah, like, that's right. I saw a commercial just today, seriously, for men who have curvature in their penis. And they say it's... it's Peyronie's disease. Peyronie, right. And they're, and they're trying to fix it? I don't, yeah, you have to, it's an operation. But why? What's wrong because with a curved dick? It, 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 there's some curves that are okay, and a little curve is uh, normal, but if it's if it, it can progress, and it happens kind of quickly, too, with, with Peroni's, and it, uh, is un, it can be very painful for the partners. <laughs> I'm sorry. Peroni's just sounds like a good Italian place on it's, the west it's, side. It's in Cacacas. Ca- yeah, Cacamo. <laughs> Cacamo. Come to Peroni's and Cacamo. You get either dick bent and they get an Italian salmon. I think that's so... I think that's weird that people like I have uh, a straight dick. Um, it's like plumb line. You're I have. <laughs> I mean, it's so. It's honestly. I measure stuff when I'm putting up uh, stuff at the house. Of course, yeah. But it's. But I have a few buddies that have shown me their crook, crooked penis. That's nice though. Yeah. If you have good enough friends, you always show them your cock. Of course. And I never thought anything. I didn't think it was an issue, but now I feel like people talk about it now. Like it's, it's a it's a bad thing. Well, it's not a bad thing. It's, it's it can cause pain with with erection and pain with intercourse. Oh, wow. uh, but the partner's complaints, particularly downward curve is the most painful. But, but upward curve is a good thing, right? Equal curve is pretty useful, right? Yeah, that's right. a good thing. Yeah. Right. That's but, a... but side and down to people sometimes, and it pro- progress. It can get quite intense. You can, you can have a hook dick. Uh, you can have that hockey you, pace. You got to yeah. fuck them from the side. You, you're, you're, you accommodate. Yeah. You, I, you work with what you got. I mean, you just got to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just geometry. It's, listen, I, I work with everything that I've got. I'm yeah, not driving I, a fucking yacht. You know, I got a little dinghy, but it's, you know, whatever. It still floats. We make it work. Here's one last email. I've been dating my girlfriend for three and a half years. She is significantly younger, seven years. Had a few boyfriends before me, but was a virgin when we began dating. I've had about a dozen sexual partners, been successful experiences, most of them. 
She wanted to wait until she was married, but after dating three years, she decided she was ready. We've been having oral sex pretty much since we started dating. I've tried many forms of stimulation, help pick out vibrators, encourage her to explore herself, maybe some form of therapy due to her anxiety. I try to be supportive, but it's frustrating not be able to have your partner have an orgasm. Oh my so God. this is a common thing. Yeah. Um, and if she's young, no, it's she will have an orgasm eventually. That will happen. Um, does it say how old she is? It doesn't. It says she's younger. If she's in her teens or early 20s, that's not uncommon for some women to have really difficulty achieving orgasm. Yeah. yeah. You want to give any worldly advice as a female? Uh, you know, in my younger relationships, I remember like I would orgasm, but it wasn't... I know that as I got older and I fig- figured out more like what felt good for me, then I would be able to come... Like, oh, like I come really easily now. Like mm. I can... With intercourse or with oral sex? Uh, both. Both, which is which is a very relatively small percentage yeah. of women. Easier in intercourse or masturbating than through oral sex. Interesting. But um, Can you have multiple orgasms? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I usually like so, have multiple throughout. Okay. Yeah. So women that can orgasm with intercourse often can have multiple. And yeah. some, some that have multiple, multiple find oral sex very unpleasant. So the more multiple you come, the more the oral sex becomes unpleasant. But that's a very small percentage. Most women cannot orgasm with intercourse and require oral sex or some kind of direct stimulation. Interesting. That's most. I honestly can usually have about 10 in... You're pissing people off now. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just bragging a little bit. I'm sorry. Um, But I don't like... But oral is not a go-to for me. Like to yeah. be done to me, it's not. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Yeah. So I, if you I, get more that way, it, it, that's sort of the the alchemy of all this. Huh? Uh, I but did not this, know that. But this woman is not going to have an orgasm with intercourse ever. That's not going to happen for her. When she does wow. have an orgasm, it's going to be through some sort of direct stimulation. My bet is she, you're trying too hard. It makes her anxious. You're probably overstimulating. You have to be a little much, much, much more gentle. Maybe yeah. want to read on the topic. Um, but you know, it, it, it'll, it don't, don't put all the heat on her. It, it will, uh, yeah. it, it will come around. So. We actually, we just bought sex toys for the first time in our relationship. I have never owned a sex toy because the first time I've talked about this before on podcasts, uh, the first time I tried masturbating, I used my mom's like handheld manicure tool mm. as a dildo. And I didn't know I was allergic to latex and Ooh. my uh, vagina swelled shut and I had to go to the mm. emergency room. Mm. So I, for like 10 years, was like traumatized. Mm. Uh, didn't want to do anything. And just recently bought like a vibrator and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. But for a long time, I was terrified. Did, did I hear you have a IBS too? I do. Yes, yes, mm. yes. Good did you times. hear the shitting in a box story? I did hear that story. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> My glories on the internet. Yeah, the um, podcast. You don't share it here. (laughs) The uh, the masturbation story is on YouTube. With this is not happening on Comedy Central. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, So now everything's good. Everything's good in your marriage and stuff. Everything's great. Yeah, we've uh, we've been married for three months now. Recently married. but we also, we have an open relationship, which uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with like my parents' divorce and all of like what my perspective is now on so you're that. you're fearful of overcommitting? Um, I think I'm fearful to think that for sure only one person could make me happy for the rest of my life. Mm. And I don't know if that has to do with divorce or just this generation, I think is a little bit more, uh, I don't know, aware and looking around going, oh, the divorce rate's really high. I would like for this to work out for the rest of my life, but I also think a big reason why sometimes marriages don't is because people put a lot of pressure on one person 
being it forever and not having a, any other experiences. When, when kids get involved, it's a little more important to create stability. Sure, yeah, and, I get that. And you got to realize there are armies of people trying to help two people have a relationship. When you yeah. bring more people in, it gets... Yes, 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 yeah. Very complicated. And plus, it's really hard to predict what feelings are going to emerge. I agree. When yeah, you're yeah, intimate yeah. with other people. And, and so it puts things at risk. Yeah. Fine. But if you have kids, you don't want to take that risk. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. I We still don't know if we want to have kids. But if we do, I get how that maybe would not continue, uh, yeah. the open part. But like, I'm young and he's young. And I met him really young too. I met him a lot younger than I anticipated meeting somebody I wanted to be this serious with. And so I like having the arrangement we have. But Do you get jealous if he's with somebody else? You know, we don't talk about it. We don't share. So that's kind of the big part. Don't ask, don't tell. Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we don't do it. We don't want it to work so well for the military. Yeah. <laughs> so well. It's good to adopt that. <laughs> Thank you. It's really smart. Uh, we don't want to make each other jealous. We don't want to cause either person pain. It's just more like if you want to be able to have an experience that isn't going to like negatively impact our relationship, then, you know, do your thing. You just never know though. Yeah. That's the hard part. And no, we don't worry about STIs or anything. Everybody's. I mean, we've just told each other, like, if you're going to do something, be safe and yeah. wear a condom. Um, I'm, I'm sure that does, like, make more of a risk, but I don't know. But that, it, it, that's, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm your high school sex ed teacher now. That's where the risk comes from. It does not make more of a risk because you have no risk if you're not doing that. It okay, makes true. the risk. Yes, yes. There's yes, a yes. risk, yes. Hey, Dr. Drew. This is Felicia from Texas. So my main mom and Christina, a.k.a. the personality and water champ, she used to have this theory on how the farts push the poop out. Right. And mm-hmm. I know you discredited it so there was no correlation, but I think there is maybe a, a slight difference between her theory and my theory, and I'd like to know what you think about my theory. I think that the farts don't push the poop out. They actually pull the poop out. I mean, give it a thought. When you have farts, there's going to be poop coming, and it's a vacuum, right? So you push the air out, which then pulls the shit down, which then is ready to come out. Oh, my God. And once the shit's out, you don't normally have after-shit farts. So... I like this broad. What do you think, Dr. Drew? Well... Do the farts pull the shit out? Thanks a lot. Hope to hear from you. Have a great show. He's like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, your mom's house listeners and viewers spent a lot of time. Oh, is that what contemplating this is? very weird stuff? Yeah, cogitating on the strange. Well, there's no answers so, for these things. Right. That's so why. here's the deal. So gas forms within the colon mm-hmm. because of the bacteria. It's just forming in there, and it's it, if you look at an X-ray of the colon, it's just all over the place. Yeah. It's not doing anything, and and your colon is doing this, moving everything through. Your mm-hmm. colon pushes everything through. It's uh-huh. called peristalsis. And when it gets down into the ampulla, look at those extra those pictures of Whoa. colons and gas. I mean, the one down there on the second on the bottom right, the yeah. one to the left. There, the one from the left. That your gas. That's a lot of that's gas. gas. And stuff in there. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of gas in there. And uh, it, wow, that'll kill a Jew. Eh, it could. Uh, and uh, I don't like that one. Uh, that's gas chamber bit. I get you. All I right. Get you. Uh, I know you're on the. I know you're in the tribe. Yeah, yeah. Big fan. Thank you. All my heroes. Uh, so where was I? So. So I was thinking the other day, strangely, this question came up and I debunked it, but then I thought, eh, in a weird way, sometimes when people are, it gets into the ampulla and there's gas and stool there and you push, the, 
the the fart does kind of push it comes out in it a little bit explosive yes and so it, you know that those muscles aren't perfect instruments down there and so you're releasing the poo and the pop the sort of follow on oh the, yeah yeah so to some extent at the very end there's some push in some situations but for the most part all of it's just getting pushed through with peristalsis and it just gets where it gets and then it comes out can i ask you a queef question oh, of course so i don't know how i'm doing package wise you know i'm a solid six uh-huh. so average okay but my gal queefs like it's uh, going out of style. And I does that mean I'm not filling it up all the way? Or what, what does that mean? I pull it out and just it's like a like that thing at the auto park, you know, with the, the wavy inflatable right. guy. Yeah, yeah. Just the labia. Very, does she, does she, now, here's the thing about that. Do you, does it bother you at all? No, I like it. I get it. I get you in like there it. and get a face right, right. full of air. Yeah, yeah. You like it. And women get embarrassed I by know. it for no reason. Well, I get it. Your vag is making a weird fart noise. But it should be like you should laugh about it together. It should be well, an, we laugh. Should we enjoy laugh. it. And but I'm saying what is cu- is that is that something up with my fuck technique? Piston, right? Yeah. Pushing air in. Yeah. Maybe you're coming a little too okay. far out. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that might reduce it's a like little a, bit. All right. But some people it's just that's just the nature of how they're sort of configured together okay if that makes sense I, I wouldn't worry about anybody's sizes or anything like that it's just just the nature of how things sort of connect flap as they're I moving see, right I does see. that make sense and it yeah. pushes a little bit in what about susan is she is she blowing a little smoke downtown uh, it sort of scares me a bit you know my wife's name but anyway i'm a fan but but, but also uh, i fucked her no uh, <laughs> uh we've laughed a couple times but, but, oh, not, right. but not regularly. Not okay. Regularly. But okay. it's uh, it's high comedy when it happens. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's the, the best. best ever. It's better it's than the, the Chappelle special. 100%. Me and a couple of buddies were talking about freeballing when one of them proceeds to tell us he has never done it. He only wears boxer briefs because he's afraid of getting his nuts tangled up with each other. What? Tangled, tangled up? With each other? Like Christmas lights? <laughs> How long are your balls, man? <laughs> exactly. I'm worried about that guy. Apparently, he knows a guy who had this happen to them. The doctor had to cut open his bag. To, oh, my God. Oh. He is not talking about that at all. Oh, my God. People are... Our, our viewers. <laughs> Let me finish reading it, then I'll tell you what this is. Is getting your testicle tubes tangled up a common injury? Should I be worried about it happening or, or, or go on letting my beaver bait swing free? Our, our guys have great command of language. I <laughs> uh, love your podcast. Keep them high and tight. Uh, so... This is called um, testicular torsion. Oh my gosh, it's, there's a word for this. It's not the get me a get me a picture of a testicle or two testicles, pre- preferably. This is there's, I did not expect. It's this. not possible for them to get tangled up with each other. That's the most insane thing I ever heard in my time. Okay, good. All they right. are se- they are God separated them. There's testicular torsion. So uh, okay, there's see that picture. Oh, they're gray, twisting the gray picture. Yes. Oh, like a one. tire swing. Exactly. Okay. On the right is a tor. It's got, it's Ooh. it twists on itself within the testic within the scrotum, and it can cut off its own blood supply. Uh, Doctor Drew is showing me uh, drawings. By the way, yes, is yes. this is very professional? Yeah, this podcast. Are, uh, you would not show me live footage. No, that'd be uncomfortable. Of testicular torsion. Tor- torsion. Torsion. Mm-hmm. So like you said, it's a tire swing. I like yeah. I love I like the way your mind works. Thank <laughs> you. It's like a lot of cool, cool at, images. If we're gonna look at testicles, I gotta relate it to something fun. Yeah, like I, Christmas or summer. Christmas lights, <laughs> tire swings, here we go. So uh yeah, and then and and sometimes it will relieve itself, but sometimes you have to go in and surgically re- repair it. And it's a very serious thing because the testicle will die if the blood supply gets cut oh, off. And it hurts like the crazy. testicle will die? Yeah. And and I would argue, eh, you can still free ball. Don't worry about it. 
Well, there you go, everybody. Happy New Year. Have a great 2020. I'm looking forward to a great year here. And uh, keep the voice messages and the voicemails coming and the, the emails. And we are soon going to have interaction with real calls, I'm hearing. Uh, and as you saw, Tom and me recently commit to going out and having a little more with RPC out in the wild. So look forward to that. Again, it's all, everything's at drdrew.com. If you uh, don't find it here at your mom's house, so do check it all out. We appreciate it very much. Have a great new year. We'll see you next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.